and we're back after a week's hiatus when someone had no internet on the other end of the screen. It's high octane tonight. I couldn't do my hop because I was in the <laughs> You kind of look like the Six Flags old man bald dude dancing. <laughs> It's pretty similar music, too. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 59 of the Gene Pool Variety Hour. I'm Sean. <laughs> I my friggin' headphones off. I'm the old guy. I'm the dad of the group. I'm the old nerd. Um, and the guy on the other screen that's got a head injury now is... And- um, um, apparently I'm the reincarnation of, um, uh, of the old Six Flags guy. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> also, oh, um, um, also here. known as Connor McKay, Quillmeister, a.k.a. Hey, his son, a.k.a. a.k.a. Okay. The comedy of this group. Okay, gotcha. The one gotcha. that brings the funny. The, the, the one that doesn't know when to stop. Let's put it that way. Fun so. fact, Dad. That, <laughs> okay, um, fun um, fact. We're starting early. We're starting early. <laughs> Getting them chickens. Um, um, when, um, when, whenever Nikki listens to, to our podcast, um, she actually listens put to our podcast, you put her to sleep. Okay. Whatever, dude. That's fine. <laughs> You're that boring. Come Thank on. you. Thank you. What? That's, that's your that's, dad. Boring. Just, just, just that's, like every dad is boring. That's, that's, that's like, feeling the love in here tonight. People feeling the love. What? But so. um, dad, dad, um, um, eventually I'm I'm gonna be your level of boring, and um, and when I have three kids, and at that point I'll have dementia and I'll be the crazy one, and you get to deal with it. <laughs> it will probably be on episode sounds... episode one thousand three hundred thirty two of this thing. <laughs> sounds sounds accurate, and I will accept that. I will accept that responsibility. Good and, sir. and and you know how it always it it always goes full circle, right? Your life's your life starts with me wiping your butt, and my life's gonna end with you wiping my butt. Yeah, I'm I'm never gonna touch touch your <laughs> your, your your wrinkly old ass. Then, I'm never gonna touch it. Then you better start that, making. That's gonna be your nurse's job. You you and Luke, y'all better start making some money so y'all can pay for the nursing home for me. Then I'm I'm gonna be a writer by then. Then and Luke's gonna be an officer in the military. Well, we'll see. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm not going to jump in and kind of give a whole rundown of what we do. People who've been here know what's that? Um, um, Luke is either going to be an officer in the military or 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 some kind of um survivalist sponsor social media person. He's going to be the new Bear Grylls. Exactly, Luke has that. That energy, doesn't he? Anyway, yeah, he does. He does, and he's outgoing enough. He could do something like and, that. Um, so, and and have you seen his beard lately? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is magnificent. Okay, for those that I don't can know, barely recognize him. For those that those that, that don't know, we're talking about Luke, my uh, one of my other sons, the one that's the second middle oldest, brother. the middle brother of the three, um, who is currently um, through hiking the Appalachian Trail. Um, he started in March in Georgia. He is now. Um, in Massachusetts, going into Vermont. How how many more miles does he have? Um, 
It's, it's I would be under a thousand. Oh no, it's right? it's around five hundred. He's about five hundred left, I think. Oh, dang. and I thought, he, um, he and I thought up, up by the end by by the end end of July. Do you think? Oh no, goodness no, dude! End of end of July is like a week away. He would have to oh. do like eighty what, miles a day. <laughs> what about um? What about by the end of August? Uh, he better have it done by the end of August. He's got some other stuff he's got to do by the end of August. So yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. So anyway, okay. so he's doing that. I just sent him a new box, and um, and he's. He's doing his thing, man. So anyway, it's cool. Out of you curiosity, know, so, what's so, um, what's in the boxes that you send them? Food, just food, just you know, we make we make up food things. For oh really? Movies. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm nothing. No, 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 kind of like um 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 tool trees or anything. Nope. I mean, I, I mean, I sent him some toothpaste, uh, but usually it's just food, snacks, but okay. then and then you know things to sustain him like protein bars and. Um, beef jerky, and then mom has made up these meals, these little where he can cook his own meal. So he he's he's quickly got the reputation, and mom has gotten the reputation of being the 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 bomb diggity uh, supply resupply boxer because uh, she does nice. them really well. And then she gave me instructions, so I've done a couple this summer. So um, anyway, nice, so that, yeah, so they're 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 good, I, and 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 I can never do what he's what he's doing. I do not have the fortitude. Just just to give you an idea of how many resupply boxes we've had, we've sent him on the trail during this time. Um, the UPS man recognized both your mom and I as soon as we walk in, and he he get asked for an update on where he is on the trail. He didn't even ask our name. He knows exactly who we are and what we're there for. <laughs> he's like, "Where is he Gal. now?" God so, dang. So anyway. Um, so that's that's that. So look, uh, we like to hang out and just talk a bunch of nerdy stuff. Uh, we usually do like a, a weird geek question because that's something Connor's done his whole life is ask us weird geek questions his entire life. Um, and just talk- weird questions in general, no, 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 not always geek question in, no. in origin, just random questions. Yes, yeah, true. But we try to keep them nerdy here. Um, and we talk about a random movie that we that we rolled for last time, um, and then just chase chickens and all that kind of stuff. So. Chase chickens, talk, reminisce, bond over the internet webs. Anyway, so um, any fun stuff to talk about? Any fun stuff that's been going on with you? Um, me and Nikki have been thinking about getting another rabbit, but but there but there are, are some serious financial stuff stuff we need to get done. First, before we even consider getting another rabbit. Oh, I'm just thinking if you're going to get a rabbit, you guys better be doggone sure you get two females or two males, or you go get them fixed and pay to get them fixed. Because otherwise, you'll that's, have twenty that, bunnies real quick. That we're we're gonna get them fixed, yeah. Um. So anyway, cool. Yeah, um, why why decide to get another see. bunny? Um, um. Um. Nikki has been noticing Tifa has been. And acting kind of uh, kind of bored and bratty lately, mm-hmm. you know, she got her some new toys, toys which really helped, helps. But I mean, but I mean, but I mean, you know, home rabbits are social creatures; they need interaction and they need well, companionship. Right, and so they get that from you guys. What will help is getting Tifa fixed, because getting Tifa fixed. I know she's not a male, but especially the males, um, it calms them down. It it mm-hmm. chills them out. They get more docile. Now, I, I know it I, does. So anyway, so that's something. Doesn't, that's that. Um, that's uh, that's the first thing on our list of, of possible second bunny ownership. Yeah. Okay. So, so anything else? Any other kind of weird stuff? Because I got I got tons of stories tonight. <laughs> I got lots um, of stories. 
Um, I was almost crushed at work um, a couple days ago. Oh wow! Okay, what happened? Um, so, so, so I was, I was, I was moving one um, um, um one of these tops. Tops. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 the tops are something we assemble and 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 manually put put on. On, on these rolling carriers to, to to send them onto the assembly line to to um to, to get fitted with bumpers and and get them painted and everything right right so so, so, so I, I had one freshly assembled and um and, and I was using one of those manual crank lifts you know oh to to, to get it off to get it off the um the assembly cart uh huh and um and um and and when I moved one of the wheels. We, um, wheels went went over a deep crack um in the concrete just because it's gonna have a couple of cracks you know sure um and uh, and then as it did that um I guess I guess um um uh, the platform when we're um um that was holding uh, the actual top was a little bit slippery be- be- um because because when they moved it <laughs> and hit that crack and kind of stopped for a second yeah the momentum kept moving the top and um and and it was literally tipped over for um seventy five percent of the way. I was basically holding it on on with with one hand on one corner of it, to just barely keeping it up. Wow. And um and and literally, if I let it fall, it would have landed right on my foot. Hmm. Well, that wouldn't have been yeah. good. You almost no, would not have been good. You it's, almost, um, it's, especially with especially with with a steel toed boot, it would have cut off my toes. Yeah. So you almost recreated uh, the crucial scene in my short story for the Legion of Dorks uh, anthology, you know? Cause yes, my guys, I uh, know. Okay. See, you know. Except that guy, it, it was a full-on car. Right, but, I mean, here I am. I actually wrote something, and, and that's a cool thing, and you're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Thank you. You wrote a short story. I, I wrote a 400-plus page manuscript. Which one's getting published? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so th- th- I I think it would be great for you to start with short stories to get some feedback and get some publishing and stuff. I think that would be know, great. For you to I know. I know. It's um. It's just I can't write short stories. Every short story I, I start ends up being something I want to keep on going, and um, I can't I can't get it to a point where where I can stop it yeah. to make a satisfying ending i want to yeah. keep it going right i can't do that so so maybe maybe you get an idea for a big sto- a, a big novel but make a short story that you know that you're going to expand into a bigger thing and they just do like a anyway and just an idea so uh, I, I don't understand we'll talk later we'll talk offline about that that's not podcast stuff so well, um been, it, it's now, nerdy now you just well yeah okay I, i'm just saying that Maybe if you took like got one of your big ideas, like "Ooh, I'd like to flesh this out into a huge novel." But how could I almost do it like a almost like a trailer, almost summary, you know, to make it in a short story? Knowing, okay, like you said, I want to continue the story out and everything, and it's like, okay, well, maybe if you know you're going to make it into a big story, it gives you the freedom to make a make a short story out of it first, and then build on it to make it a novel. But if I do that. That um, but if I do that, that um, and it's published, it's um, 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 it'll be known as only a short story, and um, and um, and and I don't think anything published, published of it getting expanded would, 
would be accepted because well because has then the because then at that point when um it would be the the intellectual property of of whatever published it whatever anthology magazine whatever that published it it would become their property wouldn't it but what if you wrote the short story as a prologue to the novel but that's the thing thing um um um, again if i'm um um, if if I send that to 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 the anthology or or okay. some kind of magazine, whatever, to 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 publish it, um, in their in their article or whatever, um, um, um that prologue would then become their property, and and then I only their permission to then use that idea to continue writing it, wouldn't I? Maybe. How about you talk to Kelly in the Discord over at Legion of Dorks? She's both an author and a publisher and an editor. She might be a good person to talk to about that question. Okay, I'll do that. There you go. So, anyway, so you've been doing any kind of fun? I said you were playing a new game, the Monster Hunters. What Mo- Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter Stories Two: Wings of Ruin. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. I first tried hide other Monster Hunter games, and actually, Monster Hunter Stories is what got me into Monster Hunter in general. Right. Right. Um. Um. Monster Hunter Stories One, uh, the first one was um was for the 3DS. Mm-hmm. I played that, and I'm like, okay, this is combining essentially Pokemon and Skyrim with hey, Mitch. Japanese twist. Hey, yeah. Mitch, what's up? Yeah, I, I, he had said on the Discord earlier today he was looking into playing that one too. So, so um, he's, Mon- he wants to hear um, about Mon- it. Mon- Monster Hunter Stories Two: yeah. Wings of Ruin. Yeah, it is awesome, Mitch. I mean, I mean, if um, if you played the first one, and um, um, it's um, it references all all of the classic characters, um, um, of uh, um, Avina, a Debly, him, um, 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 even the main characters from oh, didn't play the first one, but okay, um, um, essentially this game has um has you playing as as a special type of person who who a special type of person called a rider. Um, 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 and riders find monster eggs, and and through something called kinship, and um, and um, and a kinship stone that they have on on their hand, they bond with the egg, and they hatch into essentially a miniature version of the monster they took the egg from, and they become a monstie. Um, and um, and then these monsties, you 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 can train them, get them new abilities, attacks. Actually, you you can ride them and make these super. These kind of super uber attacks, and there are literally almost a hundred different types of eggs and monsters you can get. It's really awesome. So, um, and, it, um, and, go ahead. What? No, what? I was gonna say it kind of sounds like if Pokemon Go and Monster Hunter Monster Hunter World had a baby. Kinda. Um, it, essentially, that's what it is. It, okay. It, it literally, it literally combines Pokemon with Monster. Actually, Hunter. and I haven't played either game. Well, I played Pokemon Go a little bit, but I mean, <laughs> Pokemon Go does not count. Shut up. I, no, I, it does not. I, it does not. Did I not just say it sounds like a cross between Pokemon Go and Monster Hunter? And you said yes. It's a cross. It's a cross between Pokemon in general. Okay. Well, and Monster Hunter. Okay. I do not count Pokemon Go as actual Pokemon because. Because in no other Pokemon game game do you, um do you need candy to, to level up a Pokemon? Okay, it's blasphemy. I still play it though. <laughs> hypocrite, you hypocrite! Nothing but a hypocrite. At least I acknowledge I'm a hypocrite. At least I acknowledge it. So, well, then does that really make you a hypocrite? <laughs> anyway, no. yeah. Um, um, and um, and uh, yeah, um, there you go, Mitch. Uh, um, and um, and, and Mitch, just um, um, the. 
the only Pokemon aspect of it is um is is the collecting and training of the monsties to, to to make them more powerful. Everything else is completely Monster Hunter. Um, um you, you go out and fight and fight the um the regular sized monsters in, in a turn based RPG style combat. Um, you um you can still he'll harvest their resources and, and make weapons, armor, all kinds of stuff. You know, um, it's um, it's it is just essentially the um, it, um, the style of Monster Hunter, or um, in um, in in the resource exploration and everything, but but you can use monsters to to fight other monsters essentially. There you go, that's cool. There you go. See exactly. Yeah, you know, you know, that sounds better. <laughs> so cool. So um, um, it's and, um, it's just a game I really enjoy. Well, I mean, you you like those kind of games anyway, and you love Monster Hunter. Just like Mitch, Mitch and Brandon love Monster Hunter. They played it for like nonstop for like a year or so. Um, so, so yeah, so that's cool. Um, any other? Have you been playing any other stuff lately? Um, I've, or seen any good um, movies or any of that kind of stuff? Um, not really seen any good movies. Um, um, uh, me and Nikki recently binge watched a show on 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 Disney Plus called, called Owl House. Okay. All right. Um. Uh, um, Owl House is it's a cartoon it's a Disney cartoon but at the same time it's it's oddly addicting okay. especially for people of our minds you know TV tends who, who, to be especially for people like yeah. us <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay. it's, a, it's, it's really wholesome yeah. and, and comedic and juvenile show that we just enjoy yeah yeah so um I, I, on my end, man, I don't, I don't know where to start. I've got so many little weird stories. So, do you mean to start with the nerdy stuff? Start with Mass Effect. Really? You mean to start with Mass Effect? Okay. All right. So, yeah. all right. So, go all the way. Of, we're going to talk about some space love, guys. So, on the the next episode of As the Normandy Turns, we've got a, the continuing saga. The, title? the the continuing the saga no- of Shep Shepard's love life aboard the Normandy. So, you know, I'm 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 already I've been I got the legendary edition. I started playing through it. I've already played Mass Effect One, played Mass Effect Two. I'm into Mass Effect Three. So, in Mass Effect One, you know, Liara was <laughs> Liara was my love interest, right? So she's the one that I romanced in in in, um, in Mass Effect One, and I wanted. Yeah. I, you know, you you get an achievement for for the romance storyline, and you get a big achievement if you romance someone in all three games. It'd have been cool if they had one if you were able to be monogamous and be in a relationship with the same person throughout the whole thing. But it's impossible to do because in Mass Effect yeah, Two, in, in Mass Effect Two, they jack it all up, and no pun intended, they mess it all up. <laughs> they um um uh, um they basically overhaul everyone from from Mass Effect One except for Tali and. And Garrus, right? That's what I love about about those two characters. They are with Shepard through every single game, right? So pure loyalty. I love the, it. The first time I played through it years ago, you know, Liara was my love interest in the first one, um, and then in the second one, I went with Miranda because um, I didn't even know Jack was an option then. Um, and and then I think I went back to Liara in Mass Effect Three. Um, and so this time, Mario is so boring. Yeah. So this time, you know, as it was continuing with Liara. I was, okay, at least I can do be you know, be in a relationship with Liara in one and three, and try to be as close to a monogamous relationship as possible. 
but then when I realized I couldn't do that in two, I said, okay, well, Miranda's kind of boring, um, and I don't like her attitude. So I, um, so I said, okay, we're going to slum around with Jack in Mass Effect Two. With the exact opposite direction. Of so, Miranda. so, so we decided to we decided, the exact opposite. We decided to slum around with with, with Jack in, in Mass Effect Two, and so Jack became the romance interest in Mass Effect Two. Now, because um, you know, Liar went off all Shadow Broker and stuff, so she's like, like not even an option, right? Um, and so. I, I'm kind of talking to both Miranda and Jack. I'm just kind of leaving those options open, knowing I'm headed towards the, the Jack storyline. And then, it, all of a sudden, I, I get back on the ship after some mission, and and whoever my little person, you have new messages, says, uh, you better get, you better get, uh, there's something going on between um, Jack and Miranda. No, I think it was Joker, says, uh, Jack and Miranda are about to kill each other. You might want to go see what's going on. And I go... <laughs> I go in there, and Jack and Miranda are in the middle of a cat fight because of me. <laughs> and so so you have to choose between the two of them, right? And so I chose, I sided with Jack, right? And so that pissed Miranda off. I lost her, her loyalty, even though I'd done her loyalty mission, because that made her angry. Well, I sweet-talked her and used the Paragon options and everything and got the loyalty back. So I sweet-talked her back into... You know, hanging out with me and being friends with me, but I continued to the the, the Jack storyline, and it was interesting as I was doing the Jack storyline. It started to get very touching because she had been tortured since a child, since she was a child. She had had abandonment, all this kind of stuff happening, and and so I worked to soften her up and let her let her guard down, and that's what developed that relationship. So I developed a relationship with Jack, right? But you remember this is the Legendary Edition, which includes all the DLC. Yeah. So now you have the Shadow Broker DLC that's built into it, right? Yeah. Which hooks you back up with Liara. So I've got Liara and Jack on my fire team. <laughs> and during all that, Liara, I, I got my nose, Liara is, is getting all jealous and yelling at me and actually says, you know, and you got with that tattooed girl with anger issues. She literally said that in the game. So she, I so she, can't wait to see what she'll what she'll say, so she say got, about about Tali. So she got so angry with me and was all jealous. And I'm like, no, no, that's cool. You know, I'm 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 with Jack. That's what that's the way it is. We continue the the, the Shadow Broker storyline, and at the end, when we beat it all, I'm flirting with with Liara again, and she's. You know, gave her a kiss goodbye and or whatever, and we're kind of sitting there flirting. And I asked her, Shep asked her, "Well, are you are you involved with that guy, whoever the guy was in that DLC with her, her assistant?" Yeah. And she said, "Well, no. Well, you made it clear that I was already taken." Jack's standing there watching this whole thing. I invite Liara back to the to the ship to have a glass of have a drink in my room. <laughs> back on the ship. Meanwhile, my love interest is watching the whole thing, and I get <laughs> Liara back to the room, and we're having a dr- drink of wine, and she starts flirting with me, whatever, and I'm like, yeah, no, dog, I'm good. I'm with Jack, so see ya. And I walked her out the door and went down to engineering to hang out with Jack. So all that's all that happened in Mass Effect 2. I was just kind of playing it around, and it was just super weird. And that's that's the weird... You hound. That's the You're weird. Well, that's the weirdness of having that DLC built in because when you played the main game, that wasn't there to begin with, right? So that's what made it kind of weird. Then I get into Mass Effect Three. <laughs> Liara is now an option again. She's back on the ship with me, and Jack is not part of your ship. She's not on your team and that kind of stuff. But 
you do a mission and she's working for at the Grissom Academy again, you know, and she sees you and first she punches you and then she just jumps up on you, wraps her legs around you and starts making out with you because you had that relationship with her in Mass Effect 2. Yeah. So at some point, I've got to make this decision between Liara and, and Jack. Now, they're very different. I mean, you know, it's like Jack is the hot, heavy, passionate girl. Liara okay, is... Here's, here's oh, let a me, good can I way fin- to... Can I finish my story? Okay. And then you can chime in. So and then Liara is like there's there's an intimacy and a, an emotional intimacy between and tenderness between Je, uh, Shep and um, uh, and Liara. Liara. Um, so there's something special about that relationship, but at the same time, me being who I am, I'm like Jack has gone through abandonment her whole life, and I know that I'm about to sit at the purgatory bar and 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 abandon her again at some point in this game. And I'm feeling bad. So Bioware did a fantastic job pulling on your heartstrings with these different kinds of relationships, especially when they're so different. So it's just been... I've been having more fun exploring this whole soap opera thing with these folks than anything else. So that's been that's been the space love storyline. I don't know where it's going to go yet because I'm, I think I'm kind of getting to a decision point here soon. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's there, there's that. So Because, you know, I've already had Jack jumping on me and 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 kissing me in mass effect 3 i've had liara sitting in my lap and giving me a kiss so i'm like i i i, I don't know what to do people <laughs> i'm just I, i'm just a man i'm just a, i'm just a man i'm just trying to save the galaxy that's all i'm trying to do you know anyway so i just anyway. i just thought it was kind of funny um so there's that there's that story um what are some of my other stories um there was the disappearing fish did i tell you about the disappearing fish what? So, you know, mom's got that goldfish in that little tank in the in the bathroom, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Um that thing is still alive? Not now. No. No. Oh. Uh it's been around for years, just like with a little 25 cent goldfish. It's been around for years. And I've been feeding about every two or three days, and I go in there to feed it one day, and it's gone. It's not there. I look in the tank, I lift up the tank, I look around, I look down in the bottom. It's not anywhere to be found. It's like it disappeared. It's like the fish rapture happened and it's gone. Fish it's when to be it's it's gone. And I'm freaking out. I'm in the what? great railing in. <laughs> Very good. You're so on the ball. Um and so I got no clue what's going on. Uh, I'm telling your mom about it. I'm freaking out. And she's like, well, maybe it jumped out and Coco ate it. Well, I'm like, it's in the bathroom in our bedroom and the door is closed during the day. Coco's never in that room. Um, and there's, Did Bill a, eat it? No, well, Bill's in Oklahoma with your mom. Oh, um, yeah. So anyway, turns out it was in the tank, but it had it was dead and it was under a layer of rocks. So much so that it must have swam its way down in there to die because there was no way for it to just kind of like die and float to the bottom and be where it was. It's like it had to swim around and go underneath to get underneath where it was. So, but for like three days or two days before I finally cleaned out the tank, I'm like, I'm slap freaking out. I mean, there's like Houdini <laughs> fish going on stuff in my house. <laughs> Houdini I didn't fish. know what was going on. So, um, and no, then the no, last. Dad, dad, dad. Yes. Floundini. Floundini. <laughs> so now the other thing is i got new glasses uh this week um oh nice and um so tu- i got them, i got them tuesday and 
I've had bifocals for the last the whole for the last two years, and you know, uh, Mitch, 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 and Hook know about this because we were talking about it in the Discord. But I really needed trifocals because I've, I need it for the close up for the reading. I need the distance. But then sitting there looking at a computer all day, I need that kind of mid range. Well, That's the, a thing. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to have three separate little lenses on my, on my glasses, um, and so you can get these things called progressive lenses, which you know they start right here and they have your close up reading, but then the 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 it kind of the thickness kind of changes on the glasses, so yeah. that it's like it starts with your close up reading here, and then the prescription slowly changes up to where it gets to your distance vision. My distance vision looks great in these glasses, but the problem is with the the lined bifocals and trifocals, you pretty much have that that lens all the way across your glasses. Well, this one it kind of starts in like a circle and works its way out. So when I'm huh. reading, when I'm reading up close, I've got to buy some reading glasses. When I'm reading up close, it's literally like I'm kind of looking through a tunnel to get the right prescription, right? And you know, usually when you're reading, you can kind of just move your eyes and scan. Well, if I do that, yeah. I move out of my sweet spot for my prescription. So I'm literally having to do, learn. How, I'm learning having to learn how relearn how to read and do this constantly to oh stay gosh, inside the tongue. That's tone. gonna hurt. And wait, wait. There's more. So I'm gonna move Chase out of the way. So because you're you're kind of looking through this tunnel, and when you turn when you look sideways through your eyes, you're looking through different prescriptions at the same time. And yeah. so if you're looking direct, say say this is my this is like looking at my phone straight on, right? When, if this yeah. happens when I'm looking. Okay. If I if I move my eyes, it does this. Okay then. So so literally, it looks like my phone is doing some kind of LSD warp trip constantly, or whatever I'm reading. The computer screen right now that I'm looking at, when I turn my head, it turns into a parallelogram, and, a parallel, and it, it does, <laughs> it's freaking me out, man. So I'm giving it. I'm going to give it a week, and if it doesn't get, if I don't get used to it, I'm going back. I'm like, give me the old man line stuff. I can't. I can't take this tunnel vision thing. It's freaking me out. So anyway, so that's what's been going on with me lately. Um, so that's that's all I got. That's um, all you got. Yeah, that's all I got for updates. Um, so, so so a quick comment on um on on your old Jack and Jack and mm, and Liara. Mm -hmm. Uh, conundrum okay um it's um essentially you know um you need to ask yourself so if, uh, do you want um uh, um a loyal powerful full um um and and spontaneous biker chick or or uh, do you want a boring smart skilled librarian um there's something to be said about a hot librarian Anyway, and we talked about that earlier. But you also have to wonder, you also have to understand that because of the the extent of baggage that Jack has, the odds that that relationship's going to last are pretty slim, right? She's going to go off the deep end at some point, right? She's going to go crazy chick at some he, point on you cuz she is a crazy chick. People have come back from worse. So, anyway, so I'm going to just just I'll figure and, it out when I get to it. I'll and, figure it out when I get to and it. And this is the future with Uber drugs to control all that. Whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> that's enough of space love, okay? We'll we'll talk more if there's more to the space love story next week, we'll continue the space love saga next week as the Normandy turns. So as anyway, that that's what you're calling it? <laughs> Why not? So anyway, as the Normandy turns. Okay, as so. the Citadel turns, I like as the Normandy turns better. Anyway, so how about we do their geek question? Let's jump in our geek okay. corner. I'm getting hot in this garage, man. 
want to ask you a bunch of questions. And I want to have them answered immediately. I want to ask you a bunch of questions and I want them answered immediately. <sighs> Dad, I will never just leave Arnold alone. You know that. Just, right, so just what's, stop expecting me to stop. So what's the geek question? Let's go. What's the geek question? When in your D&D career did you feel you were at your most powerful? Okay. Go. I mean, I, I, right. I've got mine. It's been a story since, was it high school or early college? Something like that. Anyway. Go. Um, for me, um, um, it was a couple years ago. Go when when I was playing in um in in fifth edition campaign, Storm King's Thunder. It's right. um um it's essentially you you fight a bunch of giants. We're gonna lose Mitch at this point. He's not a big D and D guy. <laughs> if he's um, so 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 so, so, so I, I was playing a simple dwarf fighter, Vondel Iron Fist. Okay, and. And by and by just fifth level, I had convinced um, um, an innkeeper to to give me, not sell, give me his prized um, um, bear pelt on um, um, for, from his wall, and um, um, and I took that to a to a magic tailor to turn it into a cloak. In which then, then, then that cloak gave, gave me plus three to to all intimidation, persuasion, deception rolls, all all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, and also, I, I I had I had paid a storm giant to turn turn my great axe into a thunder axe. Um, I I I could literally take my axe and crack it over a goblin skull, and uh, uh, and then from that crack, a thunderclap would basically rip apart his body. Wow! Uh, spe- Angela- I, uh, I I basically one shot a um a dragon hatchling. Angela, we need to get Mitch to play, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll put together a campaign and we'll play. That should be interesting. So, <laughs> okay, is that your, so? That's your story. Vondel Iron Fist. I mean, I mean, I also rolled amazingly, amazingly with, with his stats. Um, um, by level five, five, he um, he, he had freaking plus five. <laughs> um, um, he, um, he, um, he had plus five in strength, plus five in constitution, and um, and um, and then a plus, then a plus three in um in, in charisma. Yeah. And with all that combined. And I'm with um with with fighter or stuff and with, with like extra attack action surge, um and um and and I'd also gotten the lucky he feet so so I was also able to to reroll any roll I wanted, mm-hmm. and somehow I got lucky and was getting net twenties constantly. Right. Oh um and um and then I, then I also got something from the campaign called a power stone, which which gave me a plus three to all damage. Okay. Cool. Um, um, in one turn, turn. I'm uh, I'm at the height of my character. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I I did 122 points of damage in one turn. I could say that at level five. Well, 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 at level five, that's kind of unusual. Yeah, right. So, um, so it was freaking ridiculous. So my story, my story goes. Iron Fist will always live long, live on in my. My story goes way back. You know, we started playing in high school. And we're playing with the AD&D rules, so it's like, kind of like D&D 2.0, right? 
Um, there was no, there was no such thing as feats. There weren't even multi class characters yet at that point, right? So I was just playing a straight cleric. I was the healer. Um, you know, everybody hates everybody hates the cleric until body parts start falling off, and then they love you, right? So I was the cleric, and we had been playing almost every Saturday, every weekend for for a few a few years, probably two or three years, and Dang. we. Well, not every Saturday, but pretty close. Um, and we had leveled up so far, and we had played through all the modules that we could find to play within our level ranks, right? So we kind of started running out of things to, to do and play. Um, so Kenny, our, our DM, wrote a homebrew. He built a homebrew campaign. Right, nice. And it was one of the first, it's the first time I'd ever seen a homebrew campaign. It was I'm mean, grief. This is back in the '80s, right? And so the campaign was we got invited because we were all level thirty something at this point, right? There was nothing else to really to do, <laughs> and so we got in, he we got invited by this king of some kingdom to come and participate in this tournament games of adventurers, right? And if you won in the tournament he would give you a parcel of land to be your own little fiefdom, like your own little village, town, country, whatever kind of thing, right? And so we went, and of course we won because we were so high level. So we each got, so he had a, he had done a world map, you know, like a continent map on yeah. like an octagon graph paper, right? So you had, the, so yeah. he had done all that. And we got to pick where, what section we wanted. And we got like three or four of the octagons on the map to be ours. And it was given to us. And then we got, to, then we got to manage it. So I picked mine close to the, close to the coast. So I had, I had coastal economy. And so then you started dealing with the economy and, and security and your military. And you had to start, then it started to become like a world resource management kind of thing. Right. Huh. And I was watching all my buddies spending all this money that they had made on hiring mercenaries to be their army and their security forces and all this. I'm like, okay, I'm a cheap bastard. Let me try something different. <laughs> Kenny. Oh yes. So I've got this spell called, is it, was it called Animate Dead or Create Dead? I think it's, it's, or, or Raise it's Dead changed, or something. It's changed, it's, it's so changed a lot. Of, yeah. So, so I, it was I, it was a spell where it would it would it would raise the dead and I could I could do the, just the the base le, base spell you could raise skeletons or zombies right uh-huh. those are like the lowest level of 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 um, undead undead in, in D&D, right so what levels are you got skeletons you got uh, what what are you got Connor you got skeletons you got zombies you got ghouls you got no. vampires you got liches what else you got. What other what other ones have you got? I mean, there there's there's some there's yeah there's some in the middle. So I'm like okay, so a, an army full of skeletons and zombies is pretty boring, and they won't last very long. They're pretty easy to kill. So I said, hey Kenny, yep. Um, is there an option for me to go into magic research? Because you know there was a, a mechanic where you could go into magic research and like create a spell. Can I go into yeah. ma- magic research and create like a Animate Dead 6.0 that will create an create um, raise people into vampires and liches. Well, yeah, you can. Okay, how much is that going to cost me? 
And how long is that going to take? And so he sat there and he thought, and he, he figured for me, he says, it's going to cost you a million gold, which I had plenty of. I'm like, cool. There you go. Million gold. Cut you a check. Um, and it's going to cost, and it's going to cost you six months of game time. I'm like, okay. So, my guy, so Elrond went into magic research. So he disappeared for six months of game time. So in the meantime, I played, you know, Charles, one of my best friends growing up. You know, he was playing two characters at the time because he had a character. This is another story altogether where we um, invaded, uh, and uh, we invaded the the the, the level, you know, because. You know the different planes of hell and everything. We developed, we invaded one of them, and crossed the river Leth, and he found a succubus. Leafy. Yeah, and, and he he found a succubus and convinced her to have sex with him, and they had a child. So he had a half human, half succubus, half half human, half demon character, daughter. So I played her <laughs> during those six months, um, and 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 so you- Kenny says it's gonna cost you. It's it, it, it's. It's going to cost you a million gold, six months of game time, and you have a 5% chance of success, which means I have to roll a 20, right? It was a 19. I have to roll 19 or 20 on the 20-sided die, right? Mm-hmm. I rolled a nat 20. Bam! <laughs> and so I got, so I ended up, I just went out to the local cemeteries on the land that I now own and just started raising everybody in the cemetery and created my own private army of, of vampires and liches that would do my bidding at any time i had a, i had a vampire hey. i forgot i forgot what i named it but i had a vampire that was my sheriff <laughs> you know and they would just and so it cost me nothing my guys were spending like ten thousand gold per month to, to pay their army and I was, I was so i was making money hand over fist so that was that was when i felt the strongest when i had an army of vampires and liches at my bidding you know i kind of felt like you know um, the Nazgul, or, you know, no, I felt like um, Aragon in um, Return of the King when he brings all the dead back to, to fight the bad Aragon guys. Or, or Aragorn or Aragorn? Aragorn is what I meant. Aragorn. So, uh, um, Aragorn is my thing. Yes, I know. I know. I, so, uh, I know when I said it, I knew it didn't sound right. Anyway, so when he comes and they all come, all those ghosts and stuff come rushing through, that's what it, that's what it felt like. So, that's when I felt the strongest when I had my own personal army of vampires and liches to do my bidding i still got real the character i still got the character in a folder in the attic so uh, real with quick all of his stuff yeah D- did you ever contemplate invading your friend's lands and taking them over no no because i wasn't that kind of a guy oh that wasn't now charles oh he'd have done it in a heartbeat <laughs> he'd have come through and taken everybody's stuff because he didn't care he's like i want it it's mine <laughs> No, I wasn't like that. Charles would have done that. Yes, absolutely. Of course, Charles is the one that with the whole story of the psionic, psionic enlarged power. Enlarged. Yeah, we yeah, won't get that, into that story. That's not a family that's, friendly. That's story. not a family friendly story. We won't get into that one. So yeah, he's let's, no. Let's just say something gets big. <laughs> something gets big, and somebody gets hurt because of it. Yes. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> so um, we'll we'll move on from that. So that's that's my answer to the geek question. Is that. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool to have. When you had, when you were literally him, um, when you were literally the king of 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 the Nazgul, pretty much, pretty much. Yep, that was pretty much me. I mean, that's a sense. Yeah, yeah, you mm-hmm. were that. Yep, yep. So I had Dracula for my sidekick, you know. Yeah, that was kind of cool. And the Lich King, you know, 
So anyway, yeah, that was pretty cool. So that's 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 but, my, that's my but, answer to my to that um, question. If a woman had fought you, you would have been in trouble. <laughs> Why? The, the the thing in the thing in Lord of the Rings, Kingdom, the um the literal witch oh, who was killed right, by right, a woman. Right, 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 right. Yeah, all because yeah. of all that. So yeah, I'm yeah, like, okay. I, so I didn't know like, where you were going. Amazon with that. Had, um, had had invaded your country. You would have been toast. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know where you were going with that. So okay. Anyway, um, yeah. Perfectly so, good joke. All right. I that I missed. Sorry. You're in a nice air conditioned apartment. I'm sitting in my garage right now. It's in Georgia then in turn July. Turn the air conditioner in. Um, in the garage. Then then you can't hear me talk. It is what it is. Welcome, well, a bowl of ice what I, what I won't do for digital the, media. What I won't do for air. digital media. Okay, so how about we how about we do our movie? You want to do our movie? I kind of sure. like this. Let's movie. do our movie. All right, so now we're, uh, stay tuned for the next installment of Rule for Credits. Please play. Thank you. All right, I got to pull up my notes. Okay, so for for this movie, as you guys can see on the screen, we we watched um, and we actually watched it last week, um, but of course with Connor's internet being out, we didn't get to have an episode last week. So um, it's the two, 2020 movie Alone. It's a zombie flick starring Tyler Posey and Summer Spiro and Donald Sutherland. Um, it's written by a guy named Matt Matt Naylor. And Mitch, you're absolutely right. When we were talking about this the other day. Um, Matt Naylor uh, wrote this movie. He also wrote Hashtag Alive, the exact same movie, Korean movie you guys were talking about. So he wrote them both. So he pretty much kind of, I guess, wrote it in Korean and then wrote it in American and called it something different. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, so he wrote Was that. Was it the same movie? Pretty much. I haven't seen I haven't seen a Hashtag Alive. I haven't seen that one, but I know that, that Mitch and Brandon have. and Because when I was talking about the movie, they said, that sounds awfully familiar. So, so they've seen the Korean one version they haven't seen this one i don't think um it's directed by some guy named johnny martin who was a producer on some movie with al pacino called hangman he's a producer on vengeance a love story with nick cage and he was a Pacino. look him up i'm not gonna go there um if you don't know al pacino that's half the reason why why i do this is to see your reaction but but here's the funny so the guy that was the director was a producer on these other you know movies with bigger names he was a stuntman on Titanic. And I'm sitting there going, what, you just float in the water? for What <laughs> What did you do as a stuntman <laughs> in Titanic? Anyway, so this, I got to pull Swan my, dives. Yeah, right. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a zombie flick, but it's kind of a different kind of zombie flick. And it says, okay, when an outbreak hits, Aiden, who's Tyler Posey, barricades himself in his apartment and starts rationing food. His complex is overrun by what they called infected screamers, which are kind of like they're zombies. And the world, and with the world falling apart in chaos, he's left completely alone and fighting for his life. However, um, he was the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, That's a good one. That's a good so, one. You know, well, see, I could make a joke about Peterberg, but you wouldn't know who Peterberg is anyway. So, Mitch would get it. Well, anyway. then tell me. He's a, he's a director. He's an actor. He's a director. He's done. I think he directed Battleship. I think it was one of the movies he directed. He's What's done Battleship? some other movies, but that's the one I can think off the top of my head. Oh wait, is Battleship based off the game Battleship? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Okay. 
Why would any anybody make a game based on it wasn't, sorry, a movie based on a game? People hated it, but I didn't mind it. It was just a typical action. I didn't mind it too it bad. Was, and I think Mitch I think Mitch and I were I think we were talking about the other day. I think Mitch kinda liked it too. I can't remember. But anyway, so in this movie, this guy he the, the movie starts with this guy wakes up in bed with some woman. He's and she's embarrassed. And when she wakes Just up, some and, kind and of one gets, night stand. So it's a one night stand, and he goes to the bathroom, and she's already left, and um, <clears throat> and then all of a sudden he hears all this chaos happening. He hears crashes. He goes out on his balcony, and he sees a helicopter crashing and jets flying overhead, and people running in the streets, crazy. And this little girl down there, kind of crying or whatever. And he's like, oh, it's, it'd be okay, it'd be okay. And then all of a sudden she zombies out and starts attacking somebody. So he's freaking out, um, and barricades his, his his apartment, and he realizes there's this zombie apocalypse thing happening. Essentially, yeah. And he can't get through. His parent, his sister, somewhere. His I mean, he's an adult; he lives on his own. But his sister's somewhere. His parents are somewhere. He has trouble. And so the first part of the movie is him trying to get in touch with them. He ends up having to listen to his mom and dad get killed on the phone, which was really horrible. Um, 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 so, 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 um, so, so, some kind of, of like overfill of, of voicemails just suddenly got to his phone and he was just listening to them one after another right. and they got worse and worse pro- yeah. progressively. So, it, it was so heart wrenching. The beginning of the movie starts with him just kind of living isolated in his apartment, running out of water and food. Um, but, um, and, um, and he's doing these video logs constantly, right? But he's, yeah. You can tell it's not so much the food and water that's that's getting to him. It's it's the it's isolation. The it's the isolation, and so and so he's he's marking the days. He gets to day forty two, and, and he's he, like, "Here's my, here's my last video log. I'm out of here." And he strings himself up, and he's about to hang himself. And as he's about to hang himself, he looks out his window across his balcony to the apartment complex right across the the little breezeway, and there's a woman on her balcony. And he freaks out. And he pulls out. So they make connection. A normal woman. A normal woman. Yeah. He makes connection. He makes connection with her. They're kind of talking via signs through the window, and they start to establish this relationship because, as far as they know, they're the only two left, right? Um, in that complex, anyway. Right, and then it goes from there about survival, and you know she's got zombies banging on her door all the time, and he's got zombies banging on his door all the time. And then they start trying to find food and water and communicate with each other and share things with each other, even though it's across this space between the apartment complexes. Um, and it kind of goes from there. Um, he finds walkie-talkies. He finds walkie-talkies, and he you know gets one up on her balcony so they can actually talk to each other, and they start to establish this relationship, and they get really close. Um he, you know, starts going through his apartment complex by climbing through the, the air ducts to find to other apartments to find food, and you know his neighbor that had gotten infected right at the beginning, um, and yeah. he kicked him out of his place because he heard him screaming and saw his blood in his eyes and everything. Um, was a was a hiker and a climber, so he got into his apartment and got all of his climbing stuff and his ropes and stuff. So that was cool. He, but um, he um he was going full full lore. Lara Croft <laughs> yeah. with them with with that climbing axe. So I mean, it wasn't your. Tip- What's that called? Climbing axe. That's what it's called. What do you think? Pickaxe. I don't know. Something like that. I don't. I don't know what the yeah. typical mountain climbing term is for that thing. But anyway, Luke may know. So, it wasn't your typical zombie flick in that it was 
you know, constant zombies running. It was mostly, I mean, you had those when he would go out into his hallway and have to surf around them. It it was mostly just uh, just random banging on 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 the door and and people repeating the same phrase again and again and again. And, come and, here, come here. Arr, but arr. did you did you did like you that. realize? Did you notice what everybody's phrases were? They were probably the last thing that they said before they finally clicked over. Yeah, because they're saying it's like you know, kill me or stop me or um, help me or whatever. And it's like once they f- flipped over into that zombie mode, then that was the last. That was the only they thing just, they could yeah. say. But it the- kind of reminds me um, of um, of of a Doctor Who thing. Thing um um let's see let's see um I think it was with the the, the um eleventh Doctor or um and um and like Vasha Naruda um the Vasha Naruda this um this this almost invisible parasites that that lives in shadows and basically takes over a body once it eats it and they and they just repeat the same phrase again and again and again as they um, go around yeah I I, w- I wouldn't know I wouldn't know I know you wouldn't um, know so. So they're they're kind they're trying to learn how to connect with each other, communicate with each other, find resources, um, and then he. So where do you want to go with this? Do you want to talk about the storyline, or are you just kind of talk about the movie? Because I really want to just talk about the movie. I mean, there's the storyline with Donald Sutherland's character, which I thought was fantastic. I love that storyline. Um, oh, yeah. It really was cool. Well, it's just. I don't know. I'll put, it made I'll put, me feel uncomfortable. Well, I'll put it. To, I'll, I'll just leave it at this because I'm not going because there's a twist in there at one point. But so at one point, you know, he crawls through the vents to go to another apartment to start because he's looking for food, and he gets in this apartment yeah. and it's clean and it's, and chock it's quiet. Full of food. It's clean and it's quiet and it's chock full of food. Um, and he's talking to um Eva. It's Eva, right? Yeah, Eva. Eva. He's talking to Eva on the walkie-talkie and, you know, finds out that, you know, she, she's like, what's going on? Where where were you? I couldn't get in touch with you. I was scared. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and he says, no, it's fine. It's safe. Everything. He says, the, the fridge is up against the door. Yada. And she says, wait, the fridge is up against the door? He said, yeah. She said, did you put it up against the door? No. Well, how could the fridge be put up against the door unless there's somebody inside with you? And then he starts freaking out, um, and he closes himself in a room to talk to her. And he says, "I'm turning the walkie-talkie off." And he sneaks out of the room, and there's Donald Sutherland standing there. Okay, and the everybody spear or something. And he, he's got a homemade spear thing that he made. And of course, Donald Sutherland is old at this point in 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 our lives, and so he plays like an old grandpa-looking guy. Um, and he's wary of Aiden because he thinks Aiden may be a zombie, and zombie and Aiden's wary of him, and they realize that they're not zombies, so they start talking. And he's uh, he's super friendly, he's super helpful, he's offering him all kinds of food, but he's asking lots of questions about are you alone, are you by yourself, and so something about that he's like super nice and super sweet. But there's something super off about the conversation he's having with 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 Aiden, right? Yeah. Um, and so, do do you want to talk about the twist? I guess 
I mean, I guess you kind of have to. Uh, no, no, no. Let's leave the twist for, for them to find out. Let's leave the okay. twist for them to well, find out. Well, because there's 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 a great com- – so I'll just leave it to you at this. There's something in there, and, and if you've seen Alive, they may have had the exact same storyline in Alive. So anyway. But Donald Sutherland is not as nice of a guy as, you, as he portrays himself to be. I'll just leave it at that. But even though bad stuff happens with Donald Sutherland's mm. character – there's a love and a, and a, and a yearning in his on in his storyline that is touching, even though it's nasty and it's dark. It's touching. I mean, I kind of have to talk about it. I kind of have to talk about it. To no, Dad, it. no. So anyway, um, so, so you probably already said too much. It's a pretty anyway. it's a pretty short movie. It's not that long. It's only like an hour and a half. Um, and there's not a lot to say about it. It wasn't. A great movie in terms of the acting was okay. Uh, Donald Sutherland. I would watch it again. Uh, Donald Sutherland. I, I already did. I watched it a second time to this afternoon when I got home from work. Um, Donald Sutherland character. I mean, Donald Sutherland is just a great actor, and he does great in everything he does. And so he's in for like twenty minutes. Why are you talking so so, so, so much about Donnie? But it's a crucial. It's a crucial character, and it's a crucial storyline. And his performance in that storyline is fantastic. You know, uh, the the desperation and the yearning and the love and the 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 um, the um, despondency that he shows all mixed in one with his character and what's going on with him um, is fantastic. So he did a great job. The other two were, I mean, they were okay. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but and it wasn't that it was really an, the zombie stuff did nothing for me. But there was stuff about this movie that that was super valuable to me, and I want to talk about that in a minute. But I want to hear what you thought about the movie. What were your thoughts? What did you like? What did you not like? What, what were your thoughts? I um I really liked how how it was a different take on um on on a classic zombie movie. You know, um um, um it, it's about survival, but but in the end, a bunch of people honestly would do what Aiden did. Mm-hmm. barricade themselves inside and ration what they have, you yeah. know, and, and just not have the courage to actually go out un- yeah. un- unless they found something to outwardly motivate them, something they could see that would motivate them. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. So that's that. Um, That's honestly how we, how we all would, would react. We wouldn't go, go all, all Rick Grimes and, <laughs> or, or, or Daryl with, um, with, with freaking Harley and, um, and a crossbow. You know, <laughs> right, right. Um, we wouldn't do that. We we were a scared people. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. I mean, so, and, and so, look. So that. Uh, Go ahead. So, so I so I loved how 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 it showed a realistic side of what would happen mm-hmm. if this type of event happened. You know. Right. So, um. Um. And um. And and slowly we could see how how if how. The realistic side would be our own downfall because, because we are not a a solo species. We we need interaction and we need something That's to the help point us. That's the movie, in my stay. opinion. Um, um, we need something to help us get up in, in the morning. And um, and if we don't see or hear anything like that, we literally lose our will to live. 
Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah. Um, and um and um and you could see that um in the scene scene when Aiden was about to take his own life, mm-hmm. and he sees Eva across um across of the breezeway and through the window. You can just see a switch flip. In his immediately, head. immediately, his it. his whole you demeanor changed. Happened. Yeah. It was because great. um the uh, because he then had something to live for, someone to yeah. interact with, yeah. and because that is what we need. Yeah. I, you know, I think that, that, yes, technically it was a zombie movie, but really the zombies, the whole zombie thing was really the MacGuffin in the movie to kind of progress the plot along. Because they, to me, they, they were set dressing. Because know? to me, the plot was really about our need for human connection, right? Yes. Um, he started out with not really valuing human connection. He, the movie started with him having a one night stand and. She got up out of the bed. He was asleep or acting like he was asleep. And she got out of bed and she had this embarrassed look on her face like, I can't believe I did that. Snuck out of the house. He got. He woke up and he started calling her name out or calling out for her. And when she wasn't there, he showed a sign of relief going, oh, good, she's gone. She's not here. So, you know, the movie started out with him as a very shallow character, not valuing human connection at all, really. And then the zombie stuff happened and it, it forced this, this stuff, this need, this understanding of a need for human connection, right, and relationship. Yeah. Um, and like you said, he was on the verge of killing himself, and the second he saw another human being, everything changed, just like that, right? Um, and it doesn't surprise me that they were kind of falling in love because it's such a strong emotional trauma that they're going through that that's going to draw them together, right? Regardless, yeah. um, so it, it, um, it it did did enforce a movie cliche that I hate, you know, which is what um um two two people meeting and um and then two or three days later they're they're madly in love and are going to be together, you know. It's yeah, just, but I, I, mean, I see this. I, I understand the situation and why that happened. I just don't like the stereotype. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I want to I want to hit our sound effect because we ran out of time anyway. Just because, but I want to keep going. So. Uh, yeah. I, 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 anyway, so I, I see what you're saying, but in this situation, I don't see that as a typical trope. If 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 you were in that situation or if I were in that situation and this had happened and we had gone 42 days with zero human connection and then all of a sudden we see a person of the opposite sex nearby and as far as we know, we're the only two left. And there's this human trauma that, that we've shared. It's going to be a huge psychological draw to each other. So I, I don't, I don't see that as a, as a I, trope. As a, I, I don't, I, I don't disagree with that because I understand know? the psychology of it. So I, that's that's what I see. But it's not just them, right? And I'm I'm going to ruin it here. I'm sorry. I've got to. Okay, because it it plays into the value of Donald Sutherland's character because you saw the need for human connection for him as well. So, man, I don't want I, 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 no, it's not that. I, I, I don't want to talk about the twist. But then don't his talk story, about the twist. His storyline from a completely different angle shows just as strongly the need for human how connection. How far we would go. And how far we'll go to maintain that human connection. Right. You know? Um, and and 
as 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 cool as it was to watch Aiden and Eva get drawn together, that storyline and what was going on right there was in some ways, though tragic, way more touching and intimate than the Aiden and Eva stuff. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Even though I mean, it's, it, this is one of those movies where the movie wasn't that great, but because of the 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 material in the movie and. Of course, I'm going to gravitate towards the psychological kind of stuff and the emotional relational yeah. kind of stuff because that was so strong. Because that was so strong, I love this movie, you know. Yeah. Um, just because it really played out. And look, it came out in 2020. It's kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> I think. Coincidentally, listen, I think I think a lot of people through this pandemic experienced like this. Experienced some similar kind of things. Now. You know, if you're families well, it and you're to that degree, if you were families and you were quarantined together, if you're a couple and you're quarantined together, that's one thing. But if you're a single person and all of a sudden you're having to be quarantined and you can not have any human contact with people, it was tough. Now, granted, on a much smaller scale because we still could do Zoom calls and FaceTime and that kind of yeah. stuff, right? No, yeah, the rest of humanity weren't zombies. Yeah, but I thought it was a really cool commentary, though it may have been completely inadvertent on kind of what our society has gone through in the past year, 18 months or so. Yeah. Um, because Jeez. I know that I've seen it in my practice. I've seen anxiety and depression shooting, shoot through the roof over the last year because yeah. of this isolation and stuff. It's ridiculous. Um, it is. It is. Uh, and so I love the movie from that point of view, really you know, a good movie. and I, and I, and I, I picked up on all that stuff in the when I watched it the first time, but I was really watching it the first time to just follow the storyline. This time, when I watched it this afternoon, I got to just sit there and sit in that relationship stuff and really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it much more then because I got got to just focus on that. So, look, if you've seen Alive, I haven't seen Alive, but it sounds like they're extremely similar. Um, I thought this one was really good. If you really want to kind of see a human story inside a zombie flick. And I think they pulled that off. Um, and uh, and like I Better said, it's only Warm about... Bodies did. Yeah, I don't remember if I saw Warm Bodies. Um, uh, do you know the premise of Warm Bodies? Yeah, I do, I do, I do. Uh, but that was almost like a teenage teenage romance zombie flick, so that I can't imagine that was going to be very good that, anyway. That, I'm... I mean, first off, it doesn't even make it doesn't even make any sense. So, so somehow, a zombie is still alive, even though it's undead. It still has its brain. Yeah. I mean, that, and, that and here's literally goes against every everything a zombie flick has, has ever told us. Its reptilian brain is then enlarged and solely activated. So, and here's something else that was kind of tragic in the movie, because you know you're watching the news, you know the news is on in the background, and you're interviewing experts as this stuff is happening. And they commented that these people that are kind of in this screamer, zombie, whatever they are, they know, they what, know they're what they're doing, doing but they can't but control they can't themselves. Control it. Can you imagine the psychological torture of eating somebody and, and being sickened by what Aware you're doing and not being able to control yourself? Um, it, um, it's, um, Talk it's, about it's hell. Essential. Talk about living it's, in hell, right? I mean, I mean it's um, um, it would be essentially... He like like you're tied up in a chair, gagged, and and watching a screen through someone's eyes of of some kind of POV thing, 
watching this happen and being unable to to do anything about it. You, you're watching yourself eat a person or kill a person or chase after a person to kill it and or eat them. Right, you know? right. It's it's horrible. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so look, if if you like zombie movies, it's a zombie movie. Is it really a zombie movie? I think it's more a human nature story and and more about hu- our need for human connection, um, with zombies being the Mag- being the MacGuffin to carry you through the story. The these zombies are these the zombies are, are are there as um as as the, the conflict, but they're not the focus. They're the plot device. That's all they are. They're the plot yes. device to move you through the plot. But it's really about how much we need human connection and how important that is. Um, so I, I I did I enjoyed it. Um, would I have ever watched this movie? No, probably not. No, no, not at all. I wouldn't have either. I mean, I love Donald Sutherland, but um, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have watched it just because he was in it. Um, but he was, even though he was only in it for a short amount of time, I loved his character and he played it so well. And at one point, when he just is crying out in his frustration and his desperation that he's emotionally that he's in, it was just it was painful to watch, and I felt so sorry for him. But anyway, so it's a good movie. I would check it out. Uh, give it a look. Uh, I think it's only an hour and forty minutes or an hour and thirty-two minutes, something something around in there. So it's pretty short. So you won't lose a lot of time if you watch it. Um, I need to go watch oh, yeah. the I need to go watch the Korean version, the, the hashtag Alive, and see how different it is. I mean, we've had good luck with the Korean movies that we've watched, so um, we should check that out. So I guess that's all we got, right? I don't have anything else yeah. to say about the movie. Um, yeah. So I'm trying I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think so. Um, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a gruesome movie. I mean, the makeup on the zombies they look like zombies, but you didn't seem like gruesome kills. I mean, he killed a couple of people, beat them with a baseball bat, but you didn't see it. You, know, you just saw him swinging the bat. Um, so it wasn't that bad in that that respect. Um, so how about we, we roll for our next movie and get out of here because I'm getting hot and I want to get another drink and go play Xbox. So wake up, dude. Uh, hey, uh, oh, stop faking. All right, so we're going to was... roll for our next movie. All right. So first thing we're going to roll for, we're going to roll for which service we're using, right? Yep. So I rolled a nine, and so that would be Hulu, right? Yep, Hulu. Okay. And then we'll roll my 10-sided die to see what category we're going to do. And I rolled a 1. And that would be action. So it's an action cool. movie. So it's an action movie on Hulu. And now I'm going to roll a 100-sided die or percentage die and see what that is. So I rolled a 36. So we're going to watch the 36th, uh, 36th um, action movie on Hulu. So I'm going to pull that up. I've already got Hulu pulled up over here. I've got all the streaming services pulled up over here. I'm going to pull that up. I'm going to look. I'm going to find the 36th action movie on Hulu. And that's what we're going to review for the next time. So y'all hold tight. I'll be right back. Sorry, guys. I really am super tired. Okay, so it looks like we're going to watch a movie from 2016 called The Osiris Child. The Osiris, never, as, um, I, as, 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 as in the Egyptian judge of, judge of the Dead. I wouldn't know Unawaid. that. You would. Unawaid. I don't know. Is, is, or, or, or is that Anubis? 
don't so both know. both but both of them are are involved in the dead. Um, I I think um, I I think Osiris is the judge, and um, and Anubis reads reads the scale of um of the deceased. I'm not the mythology guy. I don't. I don't know. If you don't know, I'm certainly not going to know. So anyway, so let me read, read to you what the tag yes, is. Yes, that's right. That's right. Okay. So it says, um, let's see. Set in a time of interplanetary colonization, Cy Lombrock, a former nurse who is now a drifter with a haunted past, forms an unlikely alliance with Kane Somerville, a lieutenant who works for off-world military contractor Exor. In a race against time, they set out to rescue Kane's young daughter, Indy, amid an impending global crisis precipitated by Exor. So it sounds pretty science fiction-y. Other planets, world-ending events, saving a daughter, unlikely duo going on this journey to do it together. So some mercenary it's, and some... It sounds like space sweepers. No, not really, because it... Well, eh, eh, kind of. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, it, so that's what we're going to watch next time. I've never heard of this movie, so there you go. We're going to watch The Osiris Child and come up with some other kind of weird geek question and talk more about, probably have another update on As the Normandy Turns and see how that turns out because I'll probably be finished with it by then. Um, and we'll kind of see how that goes. So, fun fact. Fun fact. Chicken. <laughs> Go for um, it. Speech, um, speaking of of Anubis, um, uh, do you know how how he ha, um how he scaled held him um the deceased? How he what the deceased? How he scaled. scaled? How he scaled them? What do you mean? How he yeah. scaled them? Like a um of a weighing scale. Oh, weighing scale. Okay. No, how did he do yeah. that? Um, um, on one side he put um he, he put the deceased's heart. On the other side, had he he put a feather. Um, 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 and um, and scale was used to 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 weigh to weigh the the deceased's guilt. Um, if if the heart was read as as heavier than the feather, or um um. Anubis would feed the hearts to to some kind of of creature that was that um that was one third crocodile, one third lion, and one third hippo. How do you know this stuff? I know what, mythology. What, 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 uh, what, I, I don't even understand how you can know that. <coughs> I mean, I imagine there are like people that study mythology in college that don't even know that. What? What? Okay. Talk about random knowledge. Mythology. Talk about random knowledge. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> okay. What? Welcome to life with Connor growing up. It was always like this. And listen, it's not just 25 years old he's doing this. He was saying these kind of things at like 10 and 11 and 12. Dad, did you know that? Uh, no. What? I didn't. What I I like learning facts like this. I know. And um and um and, and for as long as I can remember, mythology has <laughs> always fascinated me. Yeah, yeah. Because as I've said before, it's um for me it's about wanting to find out the origins of this myth and this story because something someone saw caused them to create this story that then turned it into hard mythology. You right. Know? So so someone saw some kind of creature. Her, her that that had that 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 had 
fur and, and a big long head um kind of kind of like flat hooved feet in the back you know so they saw something that looks like that a platypus um, or It's got fur and a long head and kind of weird looking feet with claws on it. There, <laughs> there is actually myth about the platypus. I know. There, I know. there is actually myth about the platypus. Man, that, the, we're um, we're that, in it with a bunch um, of chickens that. here. We're talking about platypuses um, and, 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 and anubuses. Platypi. 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 And, and feathers yeah, yeah. and hearts and the, stuff. The, the, the other thing you said is, is um, feathers and hearts else. and platypi. Oh my. So anyway, okay. Well, let's get out of here, man, because I think yeah, we're pretty yeah, much done. We, we we we've talked our way through all this. So, um, thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks for coming in, and hanging out, and chatting with us. Appreciate it. Uh, it gives us something, somebody else to talk to other than me talking to this guy over here. Um, hey, you love talking to me. I do, but it's like nice to have other people in here too. So, uh, if you're ever thinking about it, and you listen to listen to the podcast, and you get it from Google Play or Apple uh, Podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you would drop us a review, uh, five star would be great, because <laughs> the the more ratings we get, the more people can kind of hear where we're coming from and, and, and get to know us. Um, I'm hoping to get to meet a lot of folks in in a, a few weeks at DragonCon, because um, I'm going to be there at DragonCon, and I'm uh, going to be doing I'm going to be a panelist. Wait, a, a few of weeks? It's still over a month away, isn't it? That's a few weeks, right? It's like five weeks, something like that. So. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be pretty heavy in the digital media track and I'm going to be a panelist on a couple of the panels, uh, during the digital media track. So that's kind of cool. Um, and so if you happen to be at Dragon Con, come to the, uh, uh, digital media, uh, track and look for me and I'll be there and we can chat and get to know each other and maybe I'll have some stickers. I mean, I'll know I'll have some stickers. Um, I don't know if I'll have enough, but so I plan on putting chicken I plan on putting chicken stickers everywhere. <laughs> oh, nice. wait, 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 wait. So you can see the chicken. Where's the chicken? There's the chicken. Yeah. There's the chicken. So anyway, um, so that's, that's it. Uh, we'll be back next week for episode 60. Can you believe we're episode 60 next week? Um, and we're going we're gonna to talk about it. Just, a... just wait until we get to episode 69. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> that's, that's just, just be good. Be nice. Be nice. Be nice. So I'm um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's end before. Let's end there. Let's not go any further. Yeah, let's end we're there. done. We're done. <laughs> so y'all have a good night. Um, and we'll be back next week, uh, same time, eight o'clock. Um, in about thirty or forty minutes, I'll be back on this channel, uh, streaming with some buddies of mine, playing whatever we're gonna play tonight. I don't know if we're playing Destiny or Overwatch or golf or I don't know what we're doing tonight. But we're going to do something. So come back and hang out. A bunch of old guys playing games. So uh, y'all have Sounds a good, good night. Have a great week. Uh, and we'll, we'll see you guys next week. And always remember, stay nerdy, my friends. And also, brains. Brains in the background. Oh, brains. For the people that's listening to the podcast, they have no idea what you're talking about. But if you're watching the stream, brains. I have this. A big brains sign in the background because we want something. Anyway, bye guys. Y'all have a good night. We'll see y'all later.
Deuces. You're still here? It's over. Go home. 